Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim G.K. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today we're going to talk about, uh, our topic is how to preserve your photos, but we're going to actually go more in depth about how to create a uh, lasting memories, uh, biography of the photos that you, re- uh, that you have in your, your archives. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, you can dial in at 347-324-3460, or you can post your question in the chat room and we will read the question on air, or you can email us at info at thecorebusinessshow.com. Our guest today is Steve Atler. Steve, which is a personal historian, I guess to begin with, Steve, welcome to the program. Yes, good morning. Happy to have uh, me as your guest. Thank you. I guess to begin with, kind of tell us about yourself. Uh, our audience loves to hear personal stories on our guests. So just take a moment, tell us about yourself, and we'll just go straight into the topic. Okay, well, um, uh, my next birthday is 75 years old, but the joy of my life is... Uh, yeah, the joy of my life is I'm a coach of two sports at a high school, uh, tennis and cross country, and I do some assistant basketball coach. So mm-hmm. talk about being able to, you know, stay stay with youth. I've got that blessing. Uh, <laughs> I've also been able to write a couple of books in my life. Uh, they're very different. One is on taxes, on how to save some money if you've been a victim of uh, some fraud, and a controversial book on uh, O.J. Simpson. So I did a little. I've done a little writing in my life. Uh, early in my career, I was in a strange profession called an actuary. Uh, those are the mathematicians that calculate how to put enough money away for retirement, among other things. So I had the chance of uh, helping uh, Willie Mays and uh, uh, Joe Frazier, and I did a little work for Muhammad Ali, uh, and seeing that they would have some money later on. That was a very interesting part of my life. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, so I have uh, grandchildren uh, that uh, keep me very busy. They want to know racquetball and tennis, and I'm out there. I live in Florida <laughs> now, but uh, grew up in New Jersey, uh, lived in Manhattan for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been a blessed guy. It's really been an extraordinary journey. You know, it, it had its challenges, sometimes big, but I'm here to tell, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to have this interview with you. Wow. It's an amazing story. It, you know, we talk about uh, photography in itself, and, you know, things just really changed. I remember the uh, from the 60s, we had these little boxes that you look down, and you take a picture, and you get one sense of a picture, and then how it developed from a Polaroid to, I remember, into the 90s, we start to switch into um, digital photography, and they've got better and better and better. With that particular journey of photos, uh, how do you? One thing, how do you preserve those particular photos that you know they're turning colors? They're uh, you want to tell a story? Can you scan these and put them online? Uh, what, what a person really need to do in that sense if they want to preserve something? 
Okay. Well, because of the digital age, uh, scanning is the uh, protocol. That's what you want to do. You want to get all of those things that are being discolored, uh, you know, day by day, and get them uh, under a scanner. Uh, today, scanners are pretty inexpensive, and if you, you know, kids in uh, high school know how to run those things pretty simply. So you really do want to do that. Uh, those wonderful photo albums you have uh, that are locked away in some closet. Um, because when you scan it, it ends up on a DVD, and now you can show it on your TV set. Or you can have it on your smartphone, or you can put it on YouTube. So uh, that the technology and, the, uh, uh, frankly, the inexpensive uh, uh, way that we can get it today uh, makes a whole lot of difference, and it takes time. You know, it's, um, somebody has to sit and, and go through the 3,000 pictures. But what we're suggesting is at the same time you do that, have a camera on and talk through the pictures. Talk about, uh, you know, the picture that you had when you were in high school and what events that were meaningful to you. So give life to the story by creating almost an autobiography with the pictures being a guide. Wow. So do you, you know, uh, do you advise, you know, you go to grandma's house or great-grandma's house and uh, say, hey, I want to take a look at your pictures. And just turn the record. Right. Say, oh my, let's just record because I know a lot of people don't want to be on the camera, but they might be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, well, let's talk about it. Uh, tell me about this exactly. picture, and just lay it out like in a timetable. Um, yep, that's what you're saying. Try to just do it decade do it. by decade. Let's go back to okay. the beginning. How did you get to America? How did you get to Detroit? Or how did you get to St. Louis? Mm-hmm. You know what, what? What? What was involved? How did you meet Grandpa? Or how did Mom and Pop meet? What was school like? What was life like? I mean, we have in some of our videos, we have Ed Sullivan shows. <laughs> somebody said, that was my favorite thing when I was growing up. So our videographer, you know, you go back today, you can get anything. We'll, we'll show you the high school you went to. Uh, but if it's in your own album, uh, just talk it through, just 10 years by 10 years. Should you do it in and, several uh, settings? It's a living. It's, it's not for your funeral. I mean, it might be there one day. But, you know, five years from today, you'll update it. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's also uh, uh, so, sort of a, a resume of, uh, and I'm in the sports world, uh, of coaches. How did you get to be a coach? You know, what was your sports career like? Who inspired you? How do you motivate people? Why does it work? Why do you like doing it? Video was uh, very expensive 36 months ago. You needed a $43,000 camera, and you needed a guy with 15 years editing experience. And all of that has changed. Wow. So, you know, the $340 Sony camera today or the, you know, Toshiba camera can, can give you high def. When, you when it comes... Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, when it yeah. comes to to technology itself, you look at scanners and cameras, any particular items that stand out to you or software that stands out to you uh, that, hey, I recommend this as a real simple solution? If we start with a scanner, any scanner comes to mind uh, or a way yeah. to scan the pictures? Yeah. I mean, I, it's not fancy. I got a Hewlett Packard, and it's one of those multi- you know, functional things that a lot of people have. It has a fax machine, you know, a copy machine or whatever. It does mm-hmm. it does scanning just fine. You just lay the pictures on there. Now, uh, you might want a portable one, uh, possibly, but, no, most of these multi-use uh, fax and copy machines have a scanner. 
Just lay it on the flatbed and run it through, and it'll read into your computer. So that wow. that's in most you know households who have a copy machine, um, and they le- they cost less than a hundred dollars. You know, it's kind of interesting. Those copy machines cost a lot of money for the ink and all of that when you get get down to it. But it doesn't cost anything to scan. Absolutely. That's zero cost. So, sure, you just, uh, I mean, Hewlett Pack is, you know, a popular one, but uh, Lexmark and the rest of them that have those uh, multifunctions, brother, they all work well. Um, okay. And uh, as far as the cameras go, I mean, uh, I'm not pushing a particular manufacturer, but I use a Sony uh, 160 and uh, and a 260. It that Sony, I can not only take the pictures; it will edit it for me, and I can project the picture on the wall, and it costs three hundred and forty dollars. Wow! So it's not only a camera; it's an editor and it's a projector. Uh, and it has huge memory. It's built-in memory. There's no moving parts. Mm. So I can do four or five hours um, on a battery and uh, the 16 gigs that it, uh, that'll it hold. So they, and, the, and there are cameras less expensive than $340 that do it. But once it's high def, you're in good shape. You know, well, it's HD. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, it's a, a, the quality is fine and the sound is good. I used to use additional sound equipment, but the microphones on these cameras pick up almost everything you need, right down to an iPhone. Those pictures are terrific. They don't have as much length in terms of how much uh, storage you have as a camera will. But you can do all of this on your smartphone. Uh, Just sit down, you know, point it at Grandma or Grandpa or your dad or or your child. And I did my grandson. He's 12 years old. The story was great. Talked about his friends and how he views school and how he enjoys sports. So we're in that age where it's all possible. We probably couldn't have had this conversation three or four years ago. Wow. That's amazing. Without it costing a lot of money. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So any particular online storage places uh, that you recommend? I know... One of the thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I use Corel okay. uh, as the editing. Uh, now, one of the things you have to be careful about is if you're going to put something on DVD, the stuff that you buy in Staples, that has a, only a medium-term shelf life. Uh, you want to go to uh, you want to go on the internet and buy some uh, long preservation uh, DVDs that are going to last okay. several generations. So, 50 years from today. Somebody will look back and know what the story's all about, and the, the material is not going to deteriorate. So you've you got to be careful about that, the okay. shelf life. So, so you're saying the shelf life actually over time deteriorates the data? In a, in a you know, these uh, uh, DVDs you buy at uh, Staples or Office Max or whatever for, uh, you know, 15 cents a piece, mm-hmm. that has a limited shelf life. Oh, wow. They, I didn't they, even know that. They will deteriorate. You you need to step up and spend a, a dollar or two uh, uh, and get you know a DVD that's not going to deteriorate. Okay. Yeah, I know that surprises a lot of people, <laughs> but uh, it's worth a few dollar extra investment. Wow. So yeah, I got the editing and some software. Corel does it now. Sony, when you buy a Sony camera, <clears throat> they give you editing uh, software right in the package. 
and I'm sure the others do. I mean, I just uh, I haven't you know used other than uh, the Sony products, but and, and uh, Sony has copy machines. So if you want to make copies for about a hundred dollars, you just transfer it with a USB from the camera. The camera has a USB plug on it right into the uh, copy machine. Takes a while, you know. It's not not rapid uh, fire copying, but you can mm-hmm. make copies for your family. Wow! So it's really remarkable what's available today. I mean, uh, you don't have to go to uh, graduate school or study under Steven Spielberg. Is there? You know, we now we have like Facebook and uh, a lot of online type of products um, that can store it. But however, you end up losing your rights to it because then it's is it consists to be, uh, in one sense, public domain right. once you actually put them onto Facebook or some other uh, thing yep. like Flickr or so and so forth. Or there are some some disadvantages besides you losing your rights about loading your photos on uh, places like Facebooks or Yahoo or something. Well, yes, and we, in a sense, don't emphasize that. We, we say uh, uh, if you're going to make the DVD uh, and you can make copies, give the whole original to the person that you want to see it. Don't put it out there because it, it, out there has other issues, security issues. So we don't think uh, a lot of this because it's a very personal in nature. You know, you do an interview, you're going to talk about Aunt Sally. You may not always say the best things about her. So this isn't really a terrific Facebook item. I mean, you can do a condensed version, but for this, which is probably when you do a regular autobiography, it's going to be 45 minutes to an hour long. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be meaningful to the people you know. So, you know, invest a few dollars, send them a copy so they have it in their archives, uh, and and you're not out there, somebody taking your picture, using it in a place or your information and sounding like they know you. Uh, so wow. I, I don't think it's a good idea for this kind of a product to be out for the whole world to see. Well, you are follow it. Yes. Uh, remember the, the movie Six Degrees of Separation? Uh, it, uh, you don't want people knowing too much about you. Uh, they may sound like they're, you know, they're your best friend, and they'll all of a sudden take advantage. Uh, they're the best friend of a friend of yours, and they're taking advantage of you. So we're, I'm, I'm, we're not... You know, encouraging that. We're, we're encouraging, get a DVD. It's a movie about you. Circulate it to the people important in your life. Maybe it's going to be in your last will and testament or at your funeral. Mm-hmm. I, this started with a, at a funeral of a sports guy who was mm-hmm. an international speedboat racer, and the boat turned over and it killed him. Seven, 800 people showed up at the funeral. He was quite a popular guy, and he had a video. And the video said, if you see this video... I probably should have made a left-hand turn instead of a right-hand turn. But he had a chance to thank the people he loved, the people who inspired him, and mm-hmm. and tell him, you know, hey, if I was going to go, this is the smile on my face. You know, don't sit there with a long look. I lived the life I wanted to live. Wow, did that place change. And what a gift he gave to everybody. Wow. So that's sort of part of the inspiration of me doing this. Um, well, you know, t- and also we, just because it's accessible, and, and um, I guess it's part of my nature. To uh, I was curious about my grandparents, and I have mm-hmm. to struggle, you know, from my cousins. So, I, what really happened? How did how did we get here? What 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 struggles did they go through? What did they conquer? 
What were the things that turned them on? What were the health issues? I mean, I interviewed somebody who had eight uncles, and they all died before the age of 29. So I asked wow. him, I said, what happened? And he said, we don't know. Well, wait a minute. That's an unacceptable answer, right? You, you, mm-hmm. you know, was it diabetes? Was it heart failure? Was it cancer? Was it, well, what do we need to know in the future to be extra careful? So those are the things you want to be able to uh, transmit to future generations, too. So there's a practical side to it. And, you wow. know, the, the fact that we're having this conversation and everybody on this planet today who are survivors have great stories because it's not easy. And those great stories are motivational. And they're inspirational and they're educational. And why lose it? I mean, it's too easy to keep it. Uh, I could almost uh, suggest I put a guilt trip on anybody who keeps it a secret. Why would you do that? You know, it's too helpful. So the person sitting down has to view this as them. It's not for them. It's for their friends and their loved ones in the future. Absolutely. It's kind of touching to see at a funeral someone speaking to you from the past and sharing a moment from which was only a privilege to only a handful of people, but now, in the past, now anybody can do it. And it's just that right. sense of this person, not necessarily speaking from the dead, but speaking from a moment of time, reaching the people. And, and the one way, one thing people always say at the funerals are actually for the living. Um, yep. To cope with and versus really the, the dead. And something, you know, the, the, the shoemaker that doesn't take care of his own shoes. My wife passed away this year. And oh, she sorry, was yeah. part of the inspiration of this. And mm-hmm. I didn't take hers. And I am kicking myself in the rear end because I'm not only saying this, but people say to me, I'd love to hear the voice again. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to hear Grandma's voice again. I'd like to hear my wife's voice again. Whoa. And I didn't do it. I got a little snippet of her, but, um, yeah, that hit me. So that's sort of, you know, part of my motivation. Don't don't be Don't have the same regrets. Mm-hmm. You know, capture that because of your loved ones. We we have no expiration date printed uh, and a guarantee on our clothing, right? Absolutely. Don't know when it's going to happen. The uh, so a, a part of it is just a personal experience, and then doing it is a joy. In other words, when I sit down with somebody, I sat down with a fellow who uh, ran the Arthur Rash Foundation. So he's a big guy in the tennis world, but he came out of Harlem, in New York mm-hmm. City explains how tennis got him out of the inner city and what it was like to live uh, during the pre, uh, you know, in the civil rights era. Wow, what an amazing story that he told. And he now gives back to the inner city. He goes in there and gives clinics to kids, trying to turn them on as another exit strategy, getting out of the tough, you know, part of life. So uh, it's a privilege for me to hear that story. You know, I, wow. I got it firsthand. Bob Davis is his name. And he works now, uh, I don't know if you know of IMG and Boletari. That's a very famous uh, tennis uh, breeding ground. He's one of the important guys there. But uh, he he came out through tennis uh, and through with Arthur Ashe. They grew up together. And he was a good tennis player himself and worked for IBM and got into the tennis teaching world and decided to give back. And it's a wonderful story. He has a foundation, a Panda Foundation, um, where he sets up clinics in different cities. So uh, just well, sitting there talking to him, you know, it's like being invited 
to somebody's house. It's like Joe Madden. Let me tell you what my life was like. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and the camera's rolling. Well, we have two uh, questions. An important part quick. of what we do, and and see, anybody can do this, but it takes a little work. Mm-hmm. I have a videographer, so after we do, we sit down with somebody for forty-five minutes or an hour, whatever. He goes through the tape, and you, you'll say, "Well, I went to St. Mary's High School in uh, in uh, Des Moines." He will find a picture of that high school, and I played baseball at Roosevelt Stadium in Jersey City. He finds a copy of that, and he integrates all of these pictures into the video. Mm-hmm. Well, that really then makes it another dimension of interesting. Uh, you can see, one fellow, I asked him, you know, what was TV like when you grew up? He says, well, it was on these four little legs with an antenna with aluminum foil on it and a lot of fuzz. <laughs> right? I don't know how old you are, but <laughs> yeah, that's the way we used to watch TV. And there are only wow. four stations. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and the guy says, we were the rich people in the community. We had color TV. We had black and white. So, now, some of the stories are fascinating because they, they, they take us through the war years, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And people in the, in the second, whoa. Some people don't like to normally tell those stories mm-hmm. uh, because they end up crying during the, during the interview. Because they lost the buddy. And, and why they were there and how they acted. I get that. You know? So on my website, I, I say if, if you can't afford it, you're going to do it yourself or you can't get some professional help, we'll give you a little handbook and we'll show you how to do it yourself because everybody should do it. And okay. Question, real quick, uh, Steve, real quick. Uh, how do you prevent damage over your photos with heat, water, and just age? Oh, well, that preservation is kind of tough. You really have to, if you, if you really want them, you've got to laminate them. You've got to get air out of the picture. And wow. you can do that if you go to, you know, the Staples or one of those places. They have those laminating machines. Mm-hmm. If you have pre- precious pictures and you want them not to deteriorate, get air out of the way and put them between plastic. It's the only way that uh, I know of that's going to preserve them. Uh, where they're not going to tear it down because it's the air and the, the toxins in the air that are attacking those, those pictures, turning them yellow and making them disappear. So you got to make that investment. Now you can buy a little machine like that if you know you have a big library, mm-hmm. but everything is going to be attacked uh, through the environment if you don't, you know, uh, seal them. Uh, so, so you know the ones that are more precious, you take the time to do that. Wow. It, uh, uh, let, go ahead. Yeah, we're a country who, uh, based on all the pictures we take, we do have an interest in preserving history. It's now make sure it doesn't evaporate, both verbally, visually, and the physical property. You know, there there are ways now to preserve all of those things. Also, you have here on that memory journal, you kind of tell us about, we got about a couple minutes left. Tell us about your memory sure. journal to have family with major illnesses. Yeah, it um, a part of the video in terms of what the the health issues are are really important. And so, as far back as somebody can remember, you know, how long did grandma live or grandpa live? What did they die from? Um, you know, was it cancer? Or was it a heart disease? Very important. I mean, even in my own family, uh, it was all cancer. So I know that I go to the dermatologist every six months 
to make sure, you know, I'm not getting skin cancer. Well, the advantage that I know that. So you need to talk in great detail about how long people lived, what issues they dealt with during their life. Did they have a stroke? Uh, did Alzheimer's? It was not called that back in the day, dementia. Uh, mm-hmm. So there should be a section of the DVD or a separate DVD that chronicles all of your health issues. And um, were there smokers in the family? And here's a very big one. Were there any alcoholics in the family? Because we've learned that some of that is uh, somewhat transmitted transmitted down the DNA uh, in, in the gene pool. You need to know that. You need to be able to tell future generations you may be more susceptible to uh, being a victim of uh, either drugs or alcohol or, or whatever other sin. Uh, you know, uh, you know, stay away from cholesterol. So the health issue, very practical, very practical. Those stories very often are sad. Uh, maybe a father who was a drunk who beat the kids, but you need to know that. You need to know that because that may be in the, you know. In the um, generation to generation, maybe in your DNA. So the, the health issues, from a practical standpoint, if you don't do it, is really selfish. I mean, why why not? Uh, but a very big issue. Well, uh, lastly, so you, real quick, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have like one minute left. What do you like to leave us with, and how can we contact? Uh, do you have a website? Yes, I do. I have a website. Uh, but let, let me add one little thought. At the end of the sure. video, I have the person say, if you're giving instructions and, and some clues as to how to get through life, uh, tell me about it. And I get the most amazing responses, you know, as to w- what really is necessary to survive and survive happily. And now to reach us, uh, to find out about us is uh, mymemorylane.net. Okay. And you'll see on there that, you know, we give you, we give you a clue as to how it's done. And I make it clear that we'll help anybody do it uh, if they can't afford it, one way or another. We can Skype it. We can give you a little manual. Just make sure the story gets done. If, uh, if you're within reach of us and we can sit down and help you and you can pay us, you know, we do charge uh, for our time, and that's great too. But uh, don't let these stories uh, get lost in the ether. Well, great. Uh, Steve, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, and um, thank you for kind of sharing your story with us. Yeah, well, it's really a privilege and opportunity. Thank you, guys. Great. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Again, you listen to another episode of the Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. You can download this episode on iTunes and Block Talk Radio. Everybody, thank you for listening. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to The Core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.